hello everyone. It is Sean from the future here. Um, I'm sitting down doing some editing right now, and we've discovered that there were a couple of audio issues for this episode, so things might be a little bit crunchier than usual, but uh, it's it's fine. We'll be back to our regular quality next week. Um, and if you want to listen to what some of the audio sounded like before we managed to fix a couple of things up, stick around until after the music at the end, because it's not great. Um, enjoy the rest of the episode. We did not like Field of Dreams. Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. James Francis, Brian Iowa. Sheldon Lewis, a lot of gaming commission. Francois Wapina, captain of the Me, sir? I don't know who I am! I'm a Texas Ranger. I am a traveler in both time and space. Impersonating anybody. Welcome everybody to episode two of Sideway Podcast, a show where we talk about the peaks and valleys in actors' careers and Hollywood in general. Um, my name's Hannah, I'm one of the hosts, and we're here with my good friend Sean. Hello, I'm the other host. Yes, that was so official. <laughs> that was like aggressively official yeah. for this, um, for episode two of What's the Matter with Matt Damon, our first arc, talking yeah. about all Matt Damon's quirks, and y'all, y'all, today is a weird movie. Today is a weird movie, a weird one for this podcast, I think, because yeah. uh, there's no Matt Damon. Matt Damon is not in this. Um, so we did talk about this, so the movie we watched, I watched about three hours ago. I watched last night. Um, um, it's Field of Dreams, 1989. Oscar Best Picture nominated movie. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, before we get into Field of Dreams, I would like to to issue a, a correction. Um, I believe Hannah said that uh, Mystic Pizza came out in 1988 in, in the last episode. No, you can, no wait. No. It is 88. I said it 98. Is, exactly. Yeah. 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 So um, we we fact check here. Um, I apologize. I I listened back to the episode and I immediately went fuck. Yeah. And I think I only said it once wrong. I think you did. I just, yeah, yeah, you were fine after that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, Matt Damon's second ever credit, and he's not even credited. Is yeah, is Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Kevin Cosner, uh, James Earl Jones, the great Ray. Ray Liotta. I love Ray Liotta in this movie. I did not like Ray Liotta in this did movie. Did you not? I I really like him generally, but I didn't. Th- I just didn't. Oh, it's a. I wasn't feeling it. This. It's a weird ass movie. Yeah, <laughs> this movie is fucking weird. Um, I don't. I don't know if I liked this or not. Yeah, it's a weird movie for. So, if you haven't seen Field of Dreams, the only reason we put it on the docket, if you will, is Matt Damon and Ben Affleck talk about this movie a lot. Yeah. Whenever they do interviews, whenever they talk about their film careers, because I think this is that weird period of time of. They are trying to become actors, but they haven't. They're still in college. Yeah, so they're they're kind of taking any roles they can get. Yeah, and midway through this movie, if you haven't seen it, which understandable, there's a bit where they go to the big a big baseball stadium yeah, in Fenway Boston. Park. Yeah, it's like one of the big ones, and they basically need people in the stands. So they're in the stands. Yeah, so they're like, I I didn't even see them. In no, the you scene. don't. I was you, keeping an eye out for them. I could not see them. You in don't the see scene. them. Um, I did read an interview with them where they did say that they kind of only took it as an excuse to go to a baseball game together. Yeah. Um, um, and supposedly, I was reading the trivia, supposedly Ben Affleck worked for this director a decade really? later, and he oh, went, okay. oh, it was so nice to work with you again. And the director was like, <laughs> what are you going on about? Um, so, yeah. so yeah, not much, Matt. Um, we'll still talk about this movie. Cause yeah, I, I, I do still think have things to, to say yeah. about it. 
Um, but Not many. There's some order of business you want to get to before um, we talk about this movie. So first, did you do your homework, Sean? Yes, I did. How was your first baseball game? So I sat down earlier this morning to watch some baseball. And I, I went on YouTube and I put in baseball games. And <laughs> um, did a literally just baseball game. I realized those things are three hours long. Yeah, it's long. So rather than a full game, I watched like a highlights, highlights video, like a 10-minute highlight video of, I think it was an, a recent MLB game between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Um, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Then I then I watched the the German nine eight five baseball stream, and that was that was fun. So the thing with baseball now, I only know this from another movie, Moneyball. There was a scene from Moneyball at the start of the the German baseball stream. Which uh, um, scene was it? The scene with Jonah Hill. I do not remember, but we were watching it, and my housemate was like. I bet Hannah likes Moneyball. Of course I do. It's by, um, yeah. the author of the book is the same guy who wrote The Big Short. It's Michael Lewis. Yeah, they described it as um, Excel Sheets, the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's about a little fucking nerd who's like, let me ruin your sports with math. And I'm like, hell yeah. And it's Jonah Hill. And Brad Pitt's in it being. Nice. He's where it's like, oh, I'm, I'll stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is not a Brad Pitt podcast. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> we will talk about Brad. Season eight. Well, no, because Brad's in all the oceans. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. we'll talk yeah, about yeah. Brad. Um, no, Moneyball's great. But um, the thing with Moneyball, to talk about baseball a little bit, um, Moneyball, the, the thing they do, do in Moneyball is basically find people who play baseball that are cheap so the whole thing is basically like we don't want people to swing we just want them to like walk so okay. we get as many points as possible so like money ball kind of fundamentally ruined baseball for people oh really yeah it's like a very weird thing where it's like um it's just made it less fun so i think this is why people like baseball movies set pre like the mid-2000s because people are actually playing baseball yeah there is a lot of playing baseball in this movie. But also, not as much as you think there should be yeah. of them playing <laughs> yeah. baseball. Um, um, yeah, so yeah. Field uh, of Dreams is about Kevin Costner, who's a... F- Firstly, I need to call out this movie. Look up how to say Kinsella. Yeah, no, yeah that, was, no, that was the I'm, first note I have here. They're saying the name Kinsella wrong. They're saying the name Kinsella they say, wrong. They, they do call it out as being an Irish name at the yeah. start, and he's like, my name is Ray Kinsella. Kinsella, like, yeah. That's not how you say it. So, like, the start of this movie is, like... It, it, the start of this movie is insane. It's bizarre. It's just, like, a... Is it, like, ten minutes? It's about a, a minute-long scene of... It feels like eternity. It's a minute, because I rewound it and watched it. So you get, like, a, yeah. a very... Something I love in a movie, like, movies made pre, like, 95, is when they do all the, the names. And they do, yeah. and it's just like, you know, whatever. And then it's like this minute-long thing about, like, the, the story of this man's life, narrated by his son, that is like, my dad loved baseball, my mum died when I was a kid, my dad had me really old, he was like a World War One vet, which is insane, they just threw that in. It's it's so quick-fire. Yeah. They don't give you any time to process anything. At the end of it, I was like, I don't know what he was talking about. Yeah, just his, the, his, his dad, dad's yeah. his dad's life, and then essentially what the movie is is Kevin Cosner. Is it his dad's voice? Did he just hears a voice? 
I think it's I think it winds up being Shoeless Joe, uh, Ray Liotta's character, whose voice it is. Okay. Because there's that scene at the end where he like says it to him. Yeah. And Kevin Costner's like, "It was you all along." Because when you look at the um, credits, the voice is credited to As himself. Himself. Yeah. And you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, but here's the he he lives in Iowa with his wife, who's from like around there, and he has a small child. Um, I think his wife is my favorite character. In the she's movie. funny. She's great. She's great. She's giving it socks. She doesn't have much to do. Yeah. But she's, she's like, um, she's trying. Yeah. She is kind of, at first she's kind of disbelieving of him because of course you would be. Yeah. But she also just like takes the least amount of convincing humanly possible to start believing that this guy is actually hearing voices telling him to build a baseball field. So he, he hears a voice that basically is the most famous line from this movie, which is like, build it and he will come. Yeah, so this is my kind of knowledge of Field of Dreams. Is this of, line. Is this line because it's, they, they parody it in Wayne's World 2. Really? Yeah, where it's... kind of the, the plot of Wayne's World 2 is... Wayne gets this is similarly gets a vision okay. um, that he needs to host Wayne stock like his own music festival and the voice is telling him you know if you build it they will come um, because I know it is a line because my dad was saying this that in the mid 90s when all the like dot com stuff was happening just completely oh. got reappropriated by like VC things I'm okay, like sure. you will be build and he will come that's what people use to like talk about websites okay so that's how I've always interpreted it so yeah my going into this movie I was like man gets visions and ghosts of baseball players come and yeah. play baseball so I thought the plot of the movie would be the struggle of him trying to build baseball me diamond. Me too. That's, yeah. that's exactly what I thought so, as well. So color me surprised yeah. when the baseball diamond gets made in a montage in the first 15, like 15 minutes, minutes in. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going to happen with this movie now? Yeah. He, he essentially, it's bonger. He constructs this baseball field that acts as like a summoning circle. Yeah. For like the ghosts of dead baseball So players. there's like, obviously, we do not know about baseball because we're Irish. Uh, and it's just not a sport that's really played here. I think the whole scandal with the baseball team... Yeah, I actually, team, I actually it, did know about this. Okay, I haven't um, heard about because this. Because our friend Emily told me about this. Okay. Um, yeah, it was the, the Black Sox scandal where... Was it not White Sox? So it was, it was the White Sox team, but it's referred to as the Black Sox scandal okay. because, like, they did crimes. Uh, oh. But these there were these eight baseball players who were playing for the White Sox in, like, the 20s or something yeah. like that, I think who were found to be, like, throwing games. throwing games to fund this gambling ring that they were, like, exactly taking from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so they got caught and they all got banned from playing baseball. And so when the field is built, the field of dreams, uh, their ghosts start showing yeah, up. Yeah, because there's this one baseball player that gets called out in that introduction, which is like... Shoeless Joe. Shoeless Joe, who's played by Ray Liotta, in a performance yeah. I thought was funny. I Yeah, it was funny. I didn't think it was good. I've only ever seen Ray Liotta in Goodfellas. Yeah, he's in The Irishman as well. He's okay, I haven't seen The Irishman. The Irishman's yeah. great. Yeah, but it's just like... I just was like, oh... Ray Liotta is just Ray liotta all over this film. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's in very, he's only in like 15 minutes of this. He's not in it a lot. The, my favourite bit at the end is when he's like, 
when they go back after he's done this little road trip with James Earl Jones. Yeah. And he's saying, like, we invited this guy, and then we told him to, like, go away. And he does the Ray Liotta laugh, and yeah. I was like, yes. Hell yeah. Um, Actually, before before we get too much further into Field of Dreams, yes. do you want to talk about other shit we've, like, been up to since the last episode a little bit? But yeah, if, if you, before we get super in-depth on Field of Dreams, not our favorite. Um, no, not great. Not great. I, I, I've watched two other movies over the last week that I want to just talk about very briefly. You um, you watched one of my top four. I watched Do the Right Thing. And? That movie was great. Um, did you appreciate the calling out of the Boston Celtics in it? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of, Bo- hey, on topic, Boston. Boston? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Celtics are from Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, great movie. Um, the mayor is Chef's Kiss. The mayor is great. John Turturro. John Turturro is such a good villain. So good. Yeah. Um, the the like ramping tension throughout the whole film is fantastic. I read it once. It's like it's the best movie about being over like overheating. Yeah. You can feel how overheating everybody is in that movie. And everybody just over the course of like this one hot day loses their minds. Um. Um, great movie. Great movie. What wasn't a great movie was Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Is Matt Damon in that? Matt Damon is not in that Thank one. God. So we don't need to watch it, folks. Don't watch this movie. It's bad. Have you been like, let me talk, bring up the movies I want to discuss, just so you could shit on the yes, third... yes, <laughs> yeah. This this Ant Man movie is. I don't understand how you make an Ant Man movie. And... Full stop. No, no, because the first one was solid. I don't understand how you make an Ant-Man movie in which, like, him being able to turn small or big is entirely incidental to anything in the plot. What do you mean? They never use it for anything interesting. He doesn't, like, do a big, like, fun heist or anything like that. Yeah. He doesn't... There's no point where he has any fun tricks where he turns small and then turns big or anything like that. It's just... Is it now serving the thing I hate the most about the MCU, where each movie feels like it is a filler episode to, like the like the Avengers of that? Like, does it feel like a filler movie, or does it progress? Not any? really. It yeah. does. It does introduce Kang the Conqueror, and I want to say, um, played. John, played by jo- Jonathan Majors, who got yeah widespread acclaim for his performance in this movie. Anybody who said that you're wrong. You're getting him being handsome mixed up with him being good at acting. He's <laughs> not good in this movie. That's the guy. He's one of the main guys. It's the guy who is probably never going to work for Disney again because yes, of that... domestic assault. Yes. Yeah. He's in Creed 3 and I was like, I think this Quantumania had come out and Creed 3 had come out and it was like, oh, he's being kind of pushed put, up. Pushed up yeah. And then it came out that he's user yeah. uh, piece of shit. Yeah, and now people are dropping them left, right, and center. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Support victims. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's what I've watched. I've also been watching Succession. Succession rocks. Succession's great. I'm so happy everyone else is watching Succession. <laughs> I've been beating the Succession yeah. drum for so fucking long. Um, what have I been watching? We should have done this before we, we launched. Yeah. We're idiots. Um, we are dumbasses. I've been watching. I just got back from London yesterday. Yeah, hell yeah. How yeah. was London? Good. I haven't gotten to talk to you about that yet. Yeah, um, really good. Um, I not to dox myself. Um, <laughs> I just recently finished up a job, so I'm like between jobs. Don't worry, I'm not unemployed. I'm 
Yeah, she's going into a new job. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went to visit like I had friends in London and stuff. Yeah, everyone's good. Um, <laughs> my flight back was a nightmare because I flew back with Aer Lingus from Heathrow. Aer Lingus is like there's two kind of national like national um airlines. There's Ryanair, which is Irish, and there's Aer Lingus, which is like aggressively Irish. Um, so I flew with Aer Lingus, and two of Aer Lingus's planes broke yesterday. Oh shit. They had the standby broke, so it was just everything was delayed. Damn. So, yeah, that's that I haven't really watched anything. Um, I watched Mystic Pizza again on the Nice. Oh, yeah, you watched it with your mom. I watched yeah. it with my mom. My mom was like, yeah, you two were hungover when you watched this, didn't you? And she was like, <laughs> like mom, you're also hungover. Um, but back to Field of Dreams. We'll listen and yeah, see we how. Yeah, we have to get back to it, I guess. Um, you really don't like this movie. The more I talk about it, the more I realize, oh, I wasn't a huge fan of it. It so so he builds the the baseball diamond. Yeah. And kind of the rest of the movie is about him getting more messages from this voice and yeah. then trying to figure out what they mean. I will say I got more interested in the movie when James Earl Jones appears. James Earl Jones is great in this. There's a weird... Okay, no, one scene I want to talk about. So he builds the baseball diamond, and it, it's kind of a thing of... Um, he's in this like small farming town. Did you notice all the milk product yeah. placement? That was very funny. Um, um, he's in this like small rural town, and in a scene that feels like it's fucking out of nowhere... He's built the diamond. They're talking about the money because you can very much get the sense of they can't really afford yeah, to. Him, him building the diamond has like destroyed a significant portion of his farm, which mm. means that they can no longer afford the mortgage. Yeah, uh, and they've used all their savings and stuff to, to build, build the diamond. To build yeah. the diamond, and then I think this is after. So you you have about half an hour, which feels like it should be the full movie. If he builds the diamond, mm. Rayliota turns up. Uh, is, is this? book burning scene yeah wow. again um, this is i i i have notes on this so Go on. so he you know um he really turns up he turns up again when like her brother so her the only real villain of the piece is her brother who just even, wants even to then, so aggressively sell the farm there is a scene at towards the end of it yeah that kind of got me like oh maybe he's not that much of a villain actually because what it is, is he wants to buy the farm mm -hmm. and he wants to take over the like farmland area of it. Yeah. Like tear down the diamond and use it for farming again. And he will let the family live in the house rent free because he works for the bank. And if he doesn't do this, then the bank are going to take it all and kick them out of the house. The, the impression I got was, yes, it's that, but also he's just like, he he's the person that is like the one obstacle you need to be like what he's doing is you know crazy yeah um so like he you have about these like 25 minutes so like he sees it and then he's having a conversation with the brother-in-law and then the all the players who had gotten kind of like um were involved in this scandal appear and play baseball and you know that's fun and then it just this random left turn of they go to a PTA meeting and it feels like it makes sense now that we've watched the full movie, but they just randomly start shit talking on this like one random author who I thought was like a real hmm. author. I don't know about you. Wait, is he not? I don't think he is. What? Yeah. Karen's 
Terrence Mann not real? I don't think he is. No, he's not. No, because like... Damn. I was there convinced that this was a real dude. Oh my god, there is another Terrence Mann. Yeah. An American theatre, film and television actor and singer. He's known, best known for his appearances on the Broadway stage, including, which include Chester Lynam in yeah. Barnum, Javert in Les Miserables, <gasps> The Beast in Beauty and the Beast, I uh, am the beast. a couple of other people, and Rum Tum Tugger in Cats. <laughs> Did you read all of that out just to get to Rum Tum Tugger? Yeah, yeah. Rum Tum Tugger is at the start of it, but I put it towards the end. Um, but yeah, so like, you have just random PTA meeting where it's like... Now we li- we live in such a terrible time of like PTAs actually banning books that I, I don't know why I just imagine it didn't happen in the 80s. I'm sure it did. Yeah. But it's just so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's this one like, there's this one parent who wants to ban this one author's books um, because they're like explicit. They're allegedly explicit. We never find out what's actually in the book. They're just talking about the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, um, yeah, the Kevin Costner and his wife were, like, hippies in the 60s. Yes. Which is important later <laughs> which, when, they, when they meet the author. So, um, yeah, then, then he gets more voices because he's, like, before this PTA, it's, like, he's built his dime and everything's fine. Yeah. You're watching us being, like, this has only been 20 minutes of movie walking. He hears another thing, which is, like, ease his pain. And then... He realizes it's this author at the PTA he's, meeting. He's sitting in the PTA meeting. Doodling. Like, doodling. His wife stands up and is like, um, anti-fascist queen. Um, yeah, it's his, like, you're a Nazi. And yeah, I'm like... Hell yeah. 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 Um, and and the woman, like, woman gets called a Nazi, doesn't go like, I'm not a Nazi. Just accepts just it. Just accepts it, yeah. She doesn't, like... Yeah, and like she gets, she does get the rest of the crowd on her side as well. Yeah. She's like the uh, Kevin Costner's wife, not the Nazi. Um, <laughs> and there is a, a great little bit at the end of it where like Kevin Costner gets it. He he figures out that it's the author that. Yeah, that's the pain he has to eat. Yeah, and he's immediately like, "We need to go. I need to. <laughs> I need to go and do this now." Yeah. And she says, "Iconic line." Uh, I just halted the spread of neo-fascism in America. And she slides uh, into and she, like, a locker. slides into a locker, yeah. And <laughs> she's just, like, grooving out, yeah. like she's just done a tight 20 or something. Yeah. And he's just like, ah. God, I wish she had halted the spread of neo-fascism uh, in America. Need, I, I wish Annie was real. Yeah. Um, so then he basically goes to find this author who, like, pulls her, pulls I can never say this. Pulitzer Prize. Pulitzer. This is like when I got my mental block with North Carolina for a few years. What? I got a mental block with the, the word North Carolina, where I couldn't say it. Oh, weird. Yeah, it just happens sometimes. I get like weird, so Pulitzer. Um, but yeah, so he has to go find this author and find you. Love James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones is the best like, character in this movie. Uh, his voice is so iconic from Vader and like Mufasa. But I forgot yeah. he's also a very, very good actor. Yeah, he, he fucking Kevin Costner finds him. Ray, Kins, Ray Kinsella finds him. Kinsella <laughs> uh, and goes to his apartment, and he's got this like he he doesn't have a doorbell. He has this insane like contraption. It looks, it looks like an old home. school like flusher for a toilet. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
that's set up outside the, the house and he like answers the door and just tells the dude to fuck off basically yeah and it's like wrote a lot in the 60s and then it was just like yeah then the 70s happened and I didn't want to be in the public eye anymore so I bounced yeah mad respect um dude just wants he just wanted to be left alone yeah and then Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner is there, like, I need to bring you to a baseball game. <laughs> yeah. Because this will ease your pain. And yeah. then he, like, pretends to have a, a, a gun. A gun, yeah. He, he pretends, pretends to have, have a gun. gun and to kidnap him. And to kidnap but, him. But and then... James, James Earl Jones is just fully, like, he, like, Kevin Costner pretends to have a gun. He's doing, like, the finger thing in his pocket. James Earl Jones just goes and gets a crowbar and threatens to beat the shit out of him with it. Um. Uh, he does also say, because, um, Kevin Costner, like, starts talking about his books and about how much they inspired him. Mm-hmm. And there's a second, there's a second kind of where it looks like this has gotten James Earl Jones on his side. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like, oh, you're from the 60s. Get back there. There's no place for you in the future. James Earl Jones is doing some great bit work. He really is. He's just got all these props and he's just like, get out of my house. Um, But no, and so they go to this baseball game and this is like, this is the... This is where Matt Damon Damon is in the movie. Allegedly are. I think they are. They are in They they are there. You just don't see them. Yeah. Um, I'm here in spirit. um, And then... They get like a vision on the board of this baseball stadium with two names. And this is kind of when the movie goes off the rails for this me. This is really where it goes this off is the rails. Goes, this, this is where it turns into a road trip movie. This is where I kind of, I went like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So they have to like, they go to Baltimore, is it? Missis- or Mississippi. I cannot remember. They go to Mississippi. They go to another random state. They have to like find this man. This man is dead. Yeah. Then they like talk around him in the town, and it was like someone who like did minor league, like got to the majors, played like one inning, like inning, didn't ever get to bat, like basically was in the field for like one round. Yeah, and then got dropped back down to the minor leagues, quit, and became this like local, like local doctor legend guy that yeah, everybody loves. He was like a, a kind of a folk hero type guy, where he and then like... but dies like seventeen years before the movie happens. Mm-hmm. So then what happens, Sean? Then Kevin Costner goes back like in, in time. time. <laughs> he time travels. <laughs> so the, the one thing. So like, James Earl Jones is reported missing. Yeah, and he has to like call his son to tell him that. Call his dad. Call his dad. It's call his dad. dad. This was one of the parts I was asleep for. Yeah, John. John's yeah. a sleepy boy. I I slept through a couple little bits of this. Movie. Sean's a sleepy boy. I'm he does... very sleepy. Um... No, so he goes out for a walk, and then, like, it's not like he opens a door and he's like, da, 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 da. he realizes he's in the 70s because of The Godfather. Yeah, because he like, walks past the cinema and The Godfather is showing. And, and then it's like, best movie of this year. Yeah. But The Godfather <laughs> is from the 70s. And then he, like, rubs a license plate, and I'm just like, what, what what's going, going on? on? Yeah. Um, so then he finds the doctor, and the doctor is dead, and knows he's dead, and he's talking about his dreams. And I'm just kind of like, is this what the movie's about? Is this movie about, like, letting go of your dreams or something? Like, it's very strange. It kind of does have that running theme of... Because... Uh, was it Joe Kinsella? Is that the dad? Yeah, Joe. Yeah. He 
gave up on his dream of being a baseball player. Yeah. And that, you know, fucked with um, Kevin Costner as a kid or whatever. You, you get this thing all the way through the movie that you find out early on in it that Kevin Costner's mum died when he was very small. So he was raised yeah. by his father. And his father was an old, like an older dad. Like, I think I, I looked at the maths, but I think his dad was in his like 50s when Kevin Costner was born. Sure. And all they had was baseball. And that's why Kevin Costner is so crazy about baseball. Because he obviously has this weird trauma response. Because his, his, he kind of says throughout the movie, there's all these scenes where people are talking about him and his dad. Where, because it was just then when he was 17, he like ran away to California from Boston. And then, or no, it was not Boston. Brooklyn they lived in. And he goes to California, like, doesn't invite his dad to his wedding. Which is yeah. insane. Like, it seems to me they 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 have this massive falling out, and then the dad dies before they can kind of reconcile. Yeah. And Kevin Costner is like, oh, I'm at a similar age, or you know, I think he's at he's at the point where like he is a child of his own, and he can be like, oh shit, now I understand how difficult it is to be a parent. Yeah. I can't go back and make things right with my dad. So he's kind of dealing with all of this all the way throughout the movie. So. That's kind of when he's having the scene in the past where he's talking to the doctor, he just starts talking about his dad, and you're like, Oh, this movie's about Kevin Collin getting over his daddy issues. Yeah. It's not about baseball, it's about papas. Yeah, and then as him and James Earl Jones are like driving back, yeah. They <laughs> like they, they encounter a hitchhiker. Who's the hitchhiker, Sean? Who's the, it's the doctor's son. No, it's not the doctor's son. It's not the doctor's it's son. It's the doctor's a young boy. What the fuck? It's a doctor as a young man. That's I why... thought it was the doctor's son. No, that's why the t- he changes into the old man when he gets off the field. Fuck, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Damn. <laughs> Which makes no sense, by the way. Yeah, no, it does, because it's established in the movie that the ghosts can only really exist inside the baseball field. Yeah. So how did he... That's why he's talking about it, where it's like, oh, I'm going to just go around and, like do a minor league thing and that's where like oh I don't think I thought that happened in the 1920s because it's the ghost from back then okay and that's sure. why his outfit looks so old see I don't know anything about baseball outfits so I can't no I mean even meant he's like no, his human clothes I think he, I thought he was just a weirdo <laughs> you're like it's the 80s kind of fashion it's just yeah. very fashion. at this point in the movie I was just like Sean was done I was just I was just accepted everything I was just like yeah that happened cool um so yeah they go back they play Play baseball. They play some baseball. Yeah. Then, um, <laughs> Kevin Costner's daughter nearly dies. Yeah, she like gets Kevin, thrown. Kevin Costner and Mark. Yeah, the the evil banker man. The brother-in-law. Yeah, have like a big argument because he can't see the ghosts as yes. well. Only only certain people can see the ghosts. James Earl Jones can see the ghosts. James all Jones of the family can, can all see. The family can. And that's the only. And then. Then that's the only people you really see that can see the ghosts. Yeah, but then Kevin Costner and Bankman have a fight because Bankman's like, look, you have destroyed your farm. You're mm-hmm. not going to be able to keep this. I will buy this from you. I will let you keep living here because, like, I love my sister. Yeah. Um, but you need to do this or the bank will take everything away from you. And Kevin Costner's like, no, I need my baseball. It's so fucking crazy. It's based on a book. What's that book like? (laughs) Um, So they get into the fight. The the daughter like falls off of these shitty bleachers that they've made. Yeah. And she's like choking on a hot hot dog. dog. 
and the doctor runs off the field. Very dramatically. Very dramatically, yeah, because it's been set up that the ghosts can't leave the field. So he steps off it and he ages 60 years. Yeah, to like the old version of himself that we saw in the time travel. Who's that? That's a really famous actor. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's a guy called Burst Lancaster. He was kind of one of the original movie actors. Oh, cool. It's like his last ever performance. Damn. But, yeah. Damn, in this movie? Yeah. God. Like, Google him. Like, he's... Yeah, yeah Burt Lancaster in his final film role. He's not in Ben-Hur, but it's like a similar vintage as that. Yeah. Oh, he was in Gunfight at the OK Corral. Yeah. Um... um this is very interesting for you on the audience. Yeah, Google, sorry, we're just Googling. We go, Google, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so he, like, ages... I will say, I like the ghosts. The ghosts are a fun... The I ghosts wish, are fun. I yeah, wish I, there was more ghosts. Yeah, because they're kind of... Um, they're, like, real, like, 1920s kind of New York guys. Uh, <laughs> just spitting and, like... Yeah, um, just playing ball. Just playing ball. And then... Um, God, this movie's a fucking fever dream. Yeah, but the... The ghost doctor saves the daughter. He, like, fades away into the corn. Um, yeah, at the end of every baseball game, actually, they all, like, walk away into the corn and, like, fade away. Yeah. Uh, but then after that, the bank man can now see the ghosts. Yes. Because, like, he, you kind of have to. He, there's no way for them to be like, how did this child... I think it's like you have to acknowledge... I don't, I don't know how it works. Yeah, it doesn't. Field of Dreams, Lord. Um, <laughs> the the Field so... of Dreams world building is very loose. Yeah, there's so much weird stuff as well. Oh, there's this. The the prelude to this big fight is they they're making no money, and I get, the the thing there. I was I I I was wondering as I was watching the film. I was like, what's going to be the, 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 the deus ex machina for how they don't lose the farm? Yeah. And how they, the field doesn't get destroyed. Yeah. Um, and there, there kind of isn't one. There is, which is people will get the compulsion to oh, yeah. go to the field of dreams <laughs> to look at it. Yeah. And will pay $20 for the pleasure. Yeah. And I would assume watch the baseball, but also they can't see the players. No, maybe they can because... Because the... the the, 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 the seal has been broken. Yeah. The summoning circle has been disrupted. Because that's the thing of James Earl Jones goes with them into the great beyond. Yeah. But yeah. it's like the implication is yeah. the great the implication is he's going to come back because he's going to write about it. Yeah, there's there's a part where because at the end of every game they all like fade away into the corn and assumedly go back to the heaven? afterlife heaven. Yeah. Um, but is this no, heaven? No, is this heaven? No, it's <laughs> Iowa. Um. And at one point, Ray Liotta, like, offers to James Earl Jones, like, hey, do you want to come with us? And Kevin Costner's freaking out. He's like, why can't I go with you? He's really pissed. He's really angry about it's it. It's so funny. Yeah. I'm like, you got to do time travel. He gets to do... <laughs> he gets to go to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then the movie ends with one more baseball player turns up. Twist, who is it? His it's dad. His dad. It's his dad, who's younger than him. Who and they... has got an absolute dump truck ass. More attractive than Kevin Cosner than actor. Easily. Yeah, yeah. I think we can say. Um, um, and they, like, have a chat and play catch. And then the last shot of the movie is, like... The horde of car ants. Yeah, panning away from the farm. We see just, like, thousands upon thousands of cars. Yeah. All driving up for the privilege of going to the Field of Dreams. Um, um, fucking... 
And that that's that's the movie. That's the movie. Um, it's insane. Not at all was it what I was expecting. I was expecting. I kind of had the idea. I kind of knew about the the ghost thing a little bit, but I was expecting the actual construction of the field of dreams to be a much bigger deal. Yeah. I I. I thought there would be a lot more of it's like the call to advent. You know, have you ever seen um, the Steven Spielberg movie? It's really famous. Close contact of a third kind. Yes. Yeah. And you know how uh, like the close first encounters, close yeah. encounters, not close contact. Yeah. Um, you know what the first third of that is? The, the dad going crazy. Yes. I thought it would be like that. Yeah. Where there's like, he's getting these like sounds and he's like, I need to build this diamond and like, you maybe you don't see really I think it would work better if you didn't see Ray Liotta for forty minutes. I think I think it would have worked better if we didn't see Ray Liotta for a while, if we had really any opposition to this man building the field of dreams yeah. in the first place because his wife Amy is or Annie, Amy is the actress, Annie is the, the character. Um his wife Annie is kind of like, oh that's a, a silly thing that's happening. Ha ha. Ha ha, yeah. And then she's just pretty much immediately like, oh no, you actually do need to do this. But you also get like these impressions that whatever voices he's hearing, he hears the voices, but it affects other people. Because she talks about, because like when, when they, he... Yeah, they start having the same dream. Yeah, when he goes like, I need to go talk to James Earl Jones... She's originally just like, absolutely fucking no way, because we're about to get like our house floor closed on. And then she's like talking to him and he's like, I have this dream, I'm doing X, Y, Z. And she's like, oh, I had the same dream. You need to go and do it. Yeah, he's like, I had this dream that I was at Fenway Park with this guy. And she's like, oh, shit, I had the same dream. Yeah, you got to go. You got to go. Just so weird. I will say, to to give the movie some credit, um, gorgeous, like it looks great. Yeah, it, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. I started watching it and I was like, "Ooh, maybe I will enjoy this." And I was like, "The mm. cinematography is very like just some lovely like the, evening shots of like the corn." The, yeah, the um the time travel scene looks gorgeous as well. Yeah, like it looks very cool, like very pretty. Um, oh my god, the field of dreams is real. What? Yeah, I'm just looking at the what they the farm that they was built on. They built. Briefly to call out something that wasn't great in the movie. The um, CGI for when he imagines the field of dreams. Oh, God. Very yeah. funny. Very, very funny. Yeah, it's just kind of like shoddily superimposed over different parts of the farm. Yeah. Uh, um, is there anything else? Yeah, like it's, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's such a weird film. Um. um. Like, James Earl Jones is great. We haven't really talked much about his character, but he is his real... He probably has the best character arc of the film, I would say. Yeah, because he's... He starts out as this very... Gruff. Kind of... Not sheltered, but closed off character, where... I didn't catch that. Go away, Siri. Siri. Um, He starts off as as this very kind of gruff, closed off character, where he is kind of done with the world and just wants to be left alone to mm-hmm. to do his thing, to just kind of chill out. Um, and then over the course of the movie, as he starts to encounter all of this kind of supernatural shit, he starts kind of believing in it more and more and kind of coming out of his shell and becoming more of the kind of, like, inspirational figure that he allegedly was in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes to heaven and he's out of the movie. 
Yeah. It's such a weird movie. You did not like this movie. No, yeah. The no. more you the more, the more I talk about this, the more I'm like, yeah, no, I didn't like this much. It's just, it's... it's if you do like this movie, because we, we we were talking about it with some people very briefly today before we sat down mm. to record, and they were like, why don't you like it? I don't know what it is of its, like... Is it Kevin Costner? I don't think he's very good. Is he a good actor? Let me let me check the other shit that he's in. Because I, I know he's a very famous actor of yeah, that time, and I know he does a few... Like, he does Waterworld in that yeah, bottle, and yeah. that kind of kills his career. Yeah. I See, I love Waterworld. But, of course you do. Yeah, but for different reasons. I don't love it because it's a good movie. Um, and yeah. he's not a good actor in that either. And I think that that's, those are the only two things. This and Waterworld are the only two things I've seen him in. And well, I, he is in Superman. What the fuck? Yeah, he's... Like the Richard Donner Superman? No, he's uh, Henry Cavill's dad. Oh, shit, that's him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he's bad. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, he's bad. Sorry, he's in, Kevin. He's in The Bodyguard, which is the Whitney Houston movie. Um, he is that. good in Robin Hood. I like Robin Hood. The okay. one the one with um Is that the one with um, Christian Slater and uh Morgan Freeman? Yes. Yeah. He's I, Robin. I haven't seen that one. That's either. fun. Um and then not, not again, I think he's just one of those actors that was like really big at that time and now people are like, Why was this man so famous? Yeah. Oh, was he in Dances with Wolves? Oh, Eventually. okay. That, was, that probably would have been his, like... And he's in JFK. Okay. The Oliver Stone movie. Sure. Um, which my dad loves that movie, and I don't get it. Um, oh, he's in Dracula. I'll stop. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a movie that I don't... Um, yeah, it's not my favourite. But... So far, I think our least favourite movie on this journey is the one with... The least Matt Damon in it, which Funnily I think is enough, very fun. But I do really briefly want to talk about its awards because I think... Yes, you mentioned this before. The awards, I think, are going to be very interesting to talk about in the show because we will do so many very critically acclaimed movies over the course of this. Yeah. So this was nominated for three Oscars. Oh, okay. Best Picture. Okay. Best Original Score. The music was fine, yeah. And Best Adapted Screenplay. Okay, sure. I'm now going to read off the nominees for each category starting with Best Adaptive Screenplay because there's something that links back into something we discussed earlier and Uh-oh. synergy. Battle Los um, Angeles is in I here. wish. <laughs> so, um, Best Screenplay based on another medium so Best Adapted. Yeah. It's My Left Foot. Oh, that's the Irish one, right? Yeah, it's the one with uh, Danny, Danny Day. Yeah. Uh, Field of Dreams. Uh, Enemies, A Love Story by Ooh. Never Heard of It. Born on the Fourth of July. Which I know is like a fairly famous story. And then what one, which is Driving Miss Daisy, because this is the 1990 Oscars, a.k.a. the year that Spike Lee got snubbed for every single Oscar nomination for Do the Right Thing. Damn. Yeah. We'll go through the rest of this list and you will see they, what I mean. They did the wrong thing. They did the wrong thing. It's... Um, it was Do the Right Thing and Adapted Screenplay? No, but it's... So when we get to the other ones, but it's just like, because I love the Oscars, because it's broken. So best original score. Oh, this is also bullshit. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay, sure. Field of Dreams. Yeah. The Fabulous Baker Boys. Haven't seen it. Born on the Fourth of July. And then the winner. The Little Mermaid. Sure, I can I can understand. I think that. Indiana Jones is better than Lil. I do too. Yeah, yeah, but I can understand why they would give it that. And then, best, best picture, picture, My Left Foot. Okay. 
Field of Dreams. Okay. Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Born on the Fourth of July. And then the winner is Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, okay. Which leads to the famous Spike quote yeah. when uh, Black Klansman was like. So this is like people were saying like, oh, Spike should have got nominated for Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing is probably one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, definitely. Um, did he get nominated for anything? I think he got nominated. Maybe he got nominated for best. He got nominated for best original. Okay. Screenplay, and he lost to Dead Poets Society. Sure. Which I love. I really like Dead Poets I Society. Seen um, but under probably should be doing the right thing. Um, but when he was nominated for best picture for. Black Klansman. That's the year he lost. I think it was the same category with screenplay, and he lost Green Book. Oh God! And he and he says this <laughs> yeah, quote. Not my cup of tea. No, he says an, that quote, which yeah. I love. He says another quote, which is like, "Whenever they're driving, white people be driving. I always lose. They be in the front, they be in the back. <laughs> I'm just like Spike. It's right, but don't say." Um, but yeah, no, I'm trying to think yeah. of more. I'm just so conscious that we've not done a full hour. Yeah. And we try and aim for an hour. We can talk about other shit. I, like. So, so we know what the rankings are going to be. Yeah, like ranking number one, Mystic, Mystic Pizza. Pizza. Distant number two, Field of Dreams. It's going to be very interesting to see how our Field of Dreams slips down. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, is there anything yeah. else we're missing in this? It's just not... Our Matt Damon fact. Our Matt Damon fact, yeah. And I gotta, I gotta say what I'm gonna do to prepare for the next movie. I am really missing Matt Damon in this movie. Me too. I feel like this movie could really benefit from some Matt Damon. Just some Matt Damon and Ben, just like shucking it up in the corner. Even if we could just like see a shot of them like eating a hot dog or something, having a beer. Um. So funnily enough, today's Matt Damon factoid, if I can open up IMDb, because I'm terrible at preparing for the bitch that I set up. So I had this open earlier, and then I closed it to look at the Field of Dreams IMDb. Um, do you want to ch- check? Let's see what the box office for sure. when I get... I've got Matt Damon, so we'll do Matt Damon. Okay, let, me, and then... let me get the, the Field of Dreams info up here. Yes. Um, yes. Also important, is it... Is it Rising Sun next, or is it I think it's rising, School Ties? I think it's Rising Sun next. We'll okay. check. Alright. Because um, I know what I'm doing to prepare for School Ties. Um, so, so, yeah, the, the, the factoid for this week is bad, which is his, okay. his real-life best friends of Ben Affleck each have starred together or had cameos together in each other's movies. Damn, who'd have guessed? Who'd have guessed? Um, sometimes you win and sometimes you lose badly with uh, the IMDb trivia facts about Maddie Damon. Yeah. Um... So yes, the next movie we are watching is God. You can really tell we don't know what we're doing with this for Field of Dreams because we just yeah, Rising Suns next. Rising Suns, which next. is a Turner oh, plot. Like it's again, these two movies are, are slightly breaking our rules because Fuck Rising it. Sun is a TV movie, Fuck it. but it's his first kind of proper film. I feel yeah. like his first like starring role. Yeah, it's in nine from nineteen ninety. Um. But yeah, yeah. How so he... yeah, to prepare for a rising sun, I'm gonna go and have dinner with my dad tonight. Oh, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> um, let's see. What, how do you think Field of Dreams did in the box office? I think, I think it, it did very well. I think it's just one like I think this has been like voted by like the Library of Congress. To be it has. Yeah. Don't get it. It has been judged. To, it is selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. 
Sure. So, Perception. Roger Ebert awarded the film a perfect four stars, admiring its ambition. Roger! This is the kind of movie Frank Frank Capper might have directed and James Stewart might have starred in. A movie about dreams. Yeah, it made $64. Not $64. It made $64 $64 million, like, when it first came out. Don't know if it went into, um, like, you know european cinemas i feel not baseball movies don't tend to go into the state like here yeah um man that's a very interesting weekend and went wide result so like open to like in like 22 theaters which isn't many so the first mm-hmm. weekend it went wide it only opened number nine. Oh, okay do you want another one <laughs> uh k9 what k9 that's the uh, cop. Uh, a cop dog movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all know Hannah loves cops. I don't so. love cops. I love dogs though. Who's in K nine? Someone famous. Is it Belushi? I think it is Belushi. It is Belushi. One, yeah. So it's Kane. Uh, no, sorry. Number one's Pet Cemetery. Oh, okay. The original um, Pet Cemetery from like seven eighty. So it's Pet Cemetery K nine Major League Baseball. Another baseball movie. Baseball. Uh, criminal law, which doesn't exist. Um, that sounds like a like a daytime TV show. Yeah, um, that sounds like a movie I would enjoy. Um, is this another fucking baseball movie? No, it's um something called the Dream Team, which does sure that's a movie that exists. Who's in this movie? Uh, Christopher Lloyd, Michael oh, Keaton. Shit. What? <laughs> Peter Boyle, Stephen First, First. Um, say anything. Rain Man, Lover Boy, and then Field of Dreams. Sure. Yeah, I feel the dreams. Um, anything else you want to? Um, this can be a short episode. can be a short episode. I this I was very disappointed in this. You did not, yeah. I, I was hoping it would be better than it was. I think we were so... We were so up after Mystic, Mystic Pizza. Because, yeah, like, Mystic Pizza's a movie that no one really remembers. Yeah. And we really enjoyed but this is the first we like. I feel like weirdly, Field of Dreams isn't is very well remembered, and some people really love it. But we just didn't like it. I did say this to Sean before we started recording. I sort of feel like this is a movie that you watch for the first time on like I don't know what it's called in the states, but like Art RTE is like the R national broadcaster. So like you know you watch it and like. A Sunday in your grandma's house with ads every 15 minutes. Yeah. It feels like a movie you watch like that or like a home box house rental, like a very nostalgic movie that you like put on and watch as a kid when you grew up liking. So watching it for the first time in your mid-twenties in a country that doesn't like baseball. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe we're just not the right audience for it. That's maybe fine. not. Yeah, or not. See, we also know nothing about baseball. I do. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one one thing I would like to, to mention yes. uh, before we finish up, if I can find the, the information. Um, uh, well, I tell the story about our what we did after the last podcast recording that involved sports. Oh, hell yeah. We went and watched some cricket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> watch cricket. Um, we watched and cricket old... and then we watched the Eurovision. Yeah. It was great. Justice for Finland is all I'm going to say. Justice for Finland. They yeah. were robbed. That song, Hollis. Yeah. 
I've been listening to it all this week. It's a great song. Hell yeah. Um, well, the only reason I mentioned cricket is we had a, a, a an American lady come up to us. She's about our age. Yeah, um, was it Alyssa? Yeah. Shout, Shout out, out to Alyssa. Alyssa. <laughs> if you ever hear this, hope you're doing good. Um, hope you enjoyed Cork. But she just came up to us and she's like, can I ask you a question? And we were like, yeah, sure, what's up? But it's just curling. And I, I've never yeah. laughed more in my life. No. Not at her, but it was at her question. Yeah. Because um, it was a very funny statement. We were like, I think you might have just done a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, have you found? Yes, I have found the thing. Um, we have got an email. Yes. So if you want to ask any questions about this, full disclosure, we are recording these a little bit in advance. If you, so... if you are really in the pocket for Field of Dreams, please yeah. email. Uh, and explain why you love it so yeah, much. Yeah, so the email is sinewavepod at gmail.com. Yes, yes, yes. That's sinewavepod at, at gmail.com. Thank you. Um, um, so yeah, uh, because we're recording these in advance, like we're recording this uh, before episode zero has been released. Yeah. Uh, so if you do send an email, it'll probably be a week or two before we actually answer it because of you know the nature of time yeah. and all that. Um, but we'll we'll stick a little email section in at the at the end of a couple of episodes, I think. Yeah, especially an episode like this where we don't have much to say with the movie. Yeah, um, I have a feeling that this could happen again. It almost certainly will. Uh, probably would have been nice to have this uh, ready to go before the Rising Sun episode. Uh, I think we're gonna have a lot to I talk think, about with Rising Sun. I I think that depending on how Rising Sun goes. Next episode might be our big We Talk About Matt episode. Yeah. Rising Sun you can watch on YouTube because yes. um, it is a Turner classic, which I think we'll, di- we'll, we'll look into how Turner works. Yeah. Um, what studio made? Jesus, we're very Field bad. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Uh, it's just something I, I, I want to keep an eye on the studio. Universal. Universal. It's something I want to keep an eye on because... Um, Oh no, so production company, Gordon Company. Yes! Yeah, Gordon. Distributed by Universal. It's something that I think is going to come up a lot because it's going to be interesting to see which production companies Damon work, Matt works with. Yeah. Because he works with a very famous one. Mm. And we're going to have to talk about it. Which one? Miramax. Oh shit. Yeah. Damn. Goodwill Hunting is, a, is what, like one of the early Miramax movies. Okay. Maybe not one of the early ones, but it's like. Weinstein would get interviewed and like talk about why he picked that movie. Like, hey, he's a very important part of Matt Damon's career. So, I guess we got to talk about about Weinstein. Weinstein. Uh, Uh, So yes. um, Oh man, yeah. uh, Watch right Google Rising Sun. It's on YouTube. Yeah, Um, go watch it before the next episode. We I again know nothing about Rising Sun, but I have heard it is. Terrible. It's got a bad score on IMDb. It's got 3.2 on Letterboxd, with four reviews and 82 people having watched it, mm. which isn't a very high distribution. Yeah. So we're probably going to wind up being the number one worldwide uh, Rising Sun podcast. Rising Sun. A factory foreman with 36 years experience has beco- becomes despondent after being laid off by his company which has just been taken over by a Japanese conglomerate and is unable to find any other work. Full yeah. stop. I wonder, Meanwhile... I wonder if they're going to get any racism. In I hope not. 
Meanwhile, his son uses his father's unemployment as an excuse to drop out of his pre-med program that his father pressured him to join. Wait, just like, just like Charlie in, in Mystic Pizza. Yeah. Ah, See everyone. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is canonically uh, a sequel to Mystic Pizza. I've God, decided. I wish. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think we have much more to add except. Um, I don't think so either. Matt, going forward, if you can actually be in at least in one movie? scene, yeah. at least one scene. Because we like, enjoyed Mystic Pizza, but it was like yeah. having that little little Mac Damon in the last ten minutes. We were like, yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. Matt, if you're listening, be in movies. We like you in <laughs> movies, Matt. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. Um, but yes, with that, now that we have padded for time, yeah. So we're at an hour, <laughs> like we're a YouTube video that's trying to get to ten <laughs> minutes. To 10 minutes. minutes. Um, we want to say a big thank you to our um, to you guys for listening. Please rate oh, and yeah. review the show. It does help. Oh yeah, we should be asking. I forgot that's a thing you do with podcasts. <laughs> um, big shout out to uh, Molly again for doing the cover art and to Adam for doing the music, which we still Hell haven't yeah. got talked yeah. to him about making yet because we're bad. Um, yeah. But yes, tune in next time for Rising Sun. A.K.A. Um, Matt, 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 Matt. <laughs> um, yeah. Kevin. You're, you're not a good actor, bro. No, Kevin. Get it together. James Earl Jones. He's good. James, James Earl Jones, Jones, you are without sin. Well, he, he is. Did, yeah. did lose my mind when he went father. Yeah. <laughs> stage. I was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta decide what fucking song to play in. One, two, one, two. Oh, God, I'm very close. Uh, <laughs> I'm just putting all my stuff on. Uh, I'm getting my Matt Damon fact ready. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I don't really have any. I don't think I have any facts for this one. I didn't really pick up on anything. Uh, <laughs> you wide. struggled watching this I movie. I did. I'm not saying I fell asleep, but oh, I fell asleep God, twice. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I like I fully the the time travel scene. I just fell asleep during, and that's I un- yeah. yeah I I woke up and then like the scene where like the the daughter falls. I I slept. I fully slept. You slept for the end of the movie. Yeah. I woke um, up. I woke I back up. I never good on the waveforms.